So you halt, you salute, and you find yourself leaving the arena on that free walk on the long rain. And you're wondering, well, I wonder how well that test actually went. Maybe the one circle looked a little bit more like a triangle, but on the plus side, you got the canter leads each time, and you're almost sure the halt was a nice square one. Can you imagine your disappointment that when the actual score sheets are handed out, you realize that things did not go that well at all? Well, guys, this week on Daily Strides, we're going to be working on a few simple things that you can do beforehand and you can actually start doing today that will give you better results in your next dressage test. Hi there, my name is Lorna. I'd like to welcome you to the Daily Strides podcast, where every week we take a different topic to do with riding, not necessarily dressage. However, that is the case this week. And we break it down bit by bit so as you can actually use it in a practical way. You can understand it more and you know exactly what you're looking for, what you're doing, and more importantly, what you're not looking for, um, and use it when you are riding your horse. This is the Monday lesson. We call this Daily Strides because, well, there's a lesson every single day during the week. And with this one being the Monday, there's also the Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, where we go into more detail and we actually go step by step. You can pop the phone into your pocket and you can listen, put your headphones on and listen as you are riding your lessons, just like there was a riding instructor in the arena with you and go step by step through it with you and your horse at your own pace. But back to today, and as I said, today is an overview, and today we want to focus specifically on little things that maybe are slightly overlooked, but that you can start implementing right now today to get better dressage scores. And I have to say that this is not just from dressage, this is from the point of view of your overall riding. Maybe perhaps you don't compete but you do want to have better communication with you and your horse. Well, this is going to listen, going to help you as well, because I know that a lot of people, as soon as I mentioned dressage there, they kind of tuned off. They went, uh, not so much for me, but oh yes, for you. <laughs> Flat work is everything. It's key to everything. So I suggest you listen on, even though if you're a little bit hesitant about the whole dressage side of things. So we know that when we're writing a dressage test, it can be a little bit nerve wracking, okay? Like you have to, first of all, learn the test, which um, to anybody who's just starting out can just be just a big, big challenge in itself. And then you've the whole problem of actually writing the movement correctly, but also thinking about preparing and setting up the next movement as you're writing that particular movement. So there's a lot going on both physically and also mentally. And all this is topped off by the fact that in the back of your head, you probably have that riding instructor you had in pony camp years and years ago telling you that you have to smile for the judge because the judge wants to see that you're enjoying yourself. So you've got this big kind of cheesy grin plastered on your face um, all the way around. But seriously, guys, dressage is... The fact that you and your horse, your teammate in this, the two of you are working together, you're disciplined, you're obedient, you're accurate, and it's a test of all these things. The thing is, it can often seem a little bit clinical, and not only that, it can be a little bit disheartening, particularly when maybe um, you get a lot of comments that, well, sound like the judges are just repeating themselves. I have to say, if that's the case, maybe the judges have a point. Maybe there is something there that maybe you're getting the same movement. Um, so you're riding the same movement in different tests and it's consistently producing the same comments from different judges. Uh, I would definitely take that into account and begin working on that. But there's also a few other things that you can begin working on with your tests and with your preparation for your tests that will show big results on the actual day. Okay. So first and foremost, plan your warm up. Now, a lot of riders, particularly 
particularly more novice riders, well, the warm-up's a bit haphazard. You kind of, you, you plan to, I think we spend so much time focusing on the preparation for the show. So I'm talking about uh, cleaning the tack and getting the box ready and all those fun things that we actually don't spend it. We kind of say, okay, and I'll have an hour for warming up. But we don't ever actually sit down and plan what we're going to do in this hour or whatever it is. I'm not saying you have to have an hour, but um, what I'm saying is that when we're, we're doing our schedule for the day, when we're mapping out our day, we don't spend enough time focusing on the best way to warm our horse up and for our particular riding and um, that's going to encourage relaxation as well as responsiveness because that at the end of the day is what you're looking and also that your horse can be supple remember off very often you'll have actually uh, having to travel or box your horse to a different competition ground or whatever the case is so your horse might be also suffering a little bit with stage fright or stiffness so it's important to factor that in now i would say the kind of preparation for the warm-up can start now and regardless of when your next test is whether it's going to be in a few months time or it's maybe next week you need to really start to knuckle down and figure out what exercises produce the best results for you and your horse and once you've got the exercises worked out you need to then begin figuring out a kind of a routine almost that you can kind of add this in and then do this and build on this and bring it to that so as all the time you and your horse are working towards a specific goal for the time that you're in the warm-up so basically the long and the short of it the days of going in doing a couple of circles and a couple of transitions are at an end okay we want to plan for that warm-up I also think it's really important to remember that when you're doing your warm-up you have to keep in mind that there's going to be some circumstances there that are going to be completely outside of your control and having a few different kind of plan b's or plan c's or plan d's in place will always help with that so maybe there's wind or as i said the traveling the length of time you get to travel to the competition grounds or maybe the horses and the riders that you're sharing the practice arena with they might be the best match in the world for you and you can't choose that eh that's just how it comes that's you have to take it as it it happens but it's important that you do have a few different plans don't be rigid and you know kind of make it that it's flexible that you can move things about that you can say okay well if this happens actually this is the best way to relax my horse when this happens and to get him refocused back in the task at hand so the second tip that I would say is practice the actual entrance okay now first impressions in everything in life generally count okay and first impressions with your dressage test is when you're entering the ring and right up so, you, so you'll halt and salute if that's part of your test but right up uh, the center line to where you're going to track left or track right you are really you're sitting there you're 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 very vulnerable let's just say in that actual part of the arena the judge can see what you're doing and they're able to see if you're veering left or right and we do spend a lot of time focusing on the halt and how straight we are and these are really really important but what I would suggest doing is taking things back a little bit of a notch further. So focus on the actual turn itself, okay? So very often you'll see riders, they'll spend a lot of time working on the bends in the corners, things like that, but they don't spend a lot of time working on getting that bend up the center line correct. And they'll actually either overshoot it or they'll undershoot it. But either way, they have to then make adjustments once they actually, to actually get onto the center line. So I would suggest setting up kind of a mock uh, entrance to the arena at home in your own arena, uh, kind of pretending that's A and having kind of making it a little bit smaller if necessary if your arena is only a 20 meter wide arena. 
uh, maybe um or and then lengthwise if it's 60 meters just pushing it back a little bit but that you can move around it and you can practice it and the other thing to practice is the quality of the gate that you're going to enter the arena with okay so don't leave it until the fact that you're turning up the center line to begin to really work maybe the trot or whatever it is that you're going to enter in whatever your test that particular test requires what I would suggest doing is begin desensitizing your horse at home. And the reason I say this is we often use our little jaunt around the arena while we're waiting for the bell to ring. Uh, we use it as kind of a way to, you know, introduce our horses to the judge's box and introduce him to the maybe the markers in the arena or the scary tree that's over one side or the lady with the umbrella that's standing there, whatever the case is. But I would suggest rather trying to desensitize your horse as much as possible at home so you can spend the time on your jaunt around the arena um, when you're in no man's land, actually working your horse into the gate and getting it established. And not only that, having your horse focused and concentrating so your test actually starts before you enter at A. if you can understand that, that it, you're you're already kind of in the flow before you even enter a day. And it's merely that's part of your test. If you can think of it that way, that turning up the center line, it's all part and parcel. You're already in the mode uh, before you get there. So work on uh, putting umbrellas or whatever it is around the arena um, that you can start desensitizing your horse. Now, bear in mind, obviously, when your horse is in a different setting, he is going to react a little bit differently. So you are also going to have to also take into account that he might have a little bit of a spook here or a spook there but also know what's the best way and what's the best technique you can use with your particular horse and that particular horse in that circumstance to get his focus and his concentration back on you so the third thing I'm going to mention is the quality of the transitions now we often think of transitions as just being a way to get from A to B we spend so much time focusing on the trot or on the canter we don't really kind of just the transitions the thing in the middle and who really cares you know once I'm in canter well, hey we're away on a hack but you know your transition um it's going to first of all make up a large percentage of uh, your actual scores but also it is going to really depend it's going to be the defining point in how well that gate is afterwards okay so your a or your b your trot or your canter will only be as good as the transition leading up to it okay so spend time getting your transitions right and of course the very first transition you're going to meet is when you're going up that center line and you're having to halt so take the time to not only practice the squareness and the straightness of that particular halt which is important but also the fact that your horse steps into the halt that he closes the halt and that he propels himself out of the halt okay he's not just kind of oh you know I'll I'll take a step now and I'm ready but that he's actually pushing himself on into the next gate and wherever you want to go from the halt so take time with that I'd also suggest working on your transitions but refining your aids okay so you want it to be so subtle it should be a little kind of a secret conversation between you and your horse all the time there but you want to work on the fact that when you're doing your transitions all of them should be that you want to make it as refined as possible and that of course the day of the test is not the day to start doing that okay you have to work on that beforehand number four is going to be understand what the judge is looking for now very often dressage riders all riders we tend to want to run before we can walk what I mean here is There's a great temptation to look at higher level horses or riders and then try and kind of emulate that almost in lower level tests, okay? The thing is, the level of the test 
is there because it's to build a foundation. And it's only once you've built that foundation by achieving whatever is required of that level that then the next level is suitable for you to actually move up to. And we tend to forget that. So you'll often find maybe lower level riders and they become a little bit obsessed with what their horse's head carriage is doing, okay? Rather than actually working on maybe relaxation, balance, rhythm, you know, basics um, instead, and maybe getting their horse to actually move forward at the at the get-go. Um, another thing, maybe horse riders that are a little bit maybe caught up with this whole self-carriage and what they want to do is they start fixing their horses into a very stiff frame rather than focus on maybe impulsion or straightness or a consistent contact with your horse so what i would suggest doing is read your dressage take the time to read what your judge is going to be looking for with that specific dressage test take time to figure it out and then spend time actually maybe working on and really mastering those particular um, attributes that the judge is going to be looking for at that level before you begin worrying yourself and worrying your horse about higher levels. Remember, if your horse cannot master the basics, you can try and maybe have a little bit of a masking session going on to try more advanced things. But at the end of the day, the judge is trained to see that they are looking, they know the training scale, they know what horses are capable of. So it's really, really important you keep that in mind and you begin working your horse in a way that is consistent and not only that correct for the level that he's at. And that's a, a one that tends to trip up lots of different riders as they work. The last one I'm going to say is create mental checkpoints to help you focus. Now, imagine if there was a speaker in your ear. Okay, so you had your little headphones on, you're biting your dressage test, and every now and then somebody says, um, you know, remember to carry yourself or remember to half hold. Is your leg on? Whatever the case is, lift your hands. Whatever it is, imagine that was there. How great would that be? And of course, we all have something that when we're riding, once we remember to do that thing, it makes all the difference. Or maybe we remember to stop doing that thing, as the case may be. It makes all the difference for both us and our horses. Well, I suggest you begin training yourself that certain areas of the arenas become your checkpoints and that that speaker, those headphones, it's actually a voice in your head that goes off each time and says, okay, are you remembering to do this? Is this correct? Whatever the case is. Now, I suggest using corners. Corners are great as checkpoints. Well, because you come across them an awful lot. But for another reason, corners are also a great place that you can rebalance your horse and not only that, it's almost like you can reassess the situation and you can kind of fo refocus both you and your horse on the job at hand. So I would suggest every time you're in the arena from now on, um, whatever it is that you do or you don't do that makes all the difference, start saying to yourself, every time you hit a corner, every time you reach a corner, okay, am I doing this? Or, okay, am I not doing this? Whatever it is for your particular situation, it'll soon become so ingrained that you won't actually have to think about it. You will automatically course correct each time you ride that corner. And it'll bring you also your focus into the corner so as you can begin to adjust or make any adjustments, necessary adjustments for both you and your horse as you ride through it. So there's lots and lots of ways that you can improve your dressage. And what I would suggest doing is trying to only improve two or three points each test. You know, um, you want to make it that it's attainable, your improvement, but also it's sustain sustainable, okay? So I would definitely suggest just doing two or three points with each test, 
trying little things and then from that pacing yourself remember what i said about the levels mastering whatever it is on that level that the level you're at mastering that before you even begin thinking about uh, how great it's going to look and how fantastic it's going to look at the next level you want to master the the scale that they've set the you know they've kind of set those levels to help you along keep that in mind and help master that guys this week on daily strides we're going to be going day by day through uh, different little things that you can do as you are riding your horse and in your dressage tests not your dressage tests in your uh, schooling sessions that will make all the difference with you if you do want to join us you can pop over to stridesforsuccess.com forward slash join and there you'll get not only this week's lessons but you'll also get all of the past lessons in there as well i hope you have a really super week keep well and best of luck with any dressage tests you're doing bye